Um, so as you guys know, a lot of our people are gone today, probably about half of us, so we're all out visiting family, which is awesome. Um, but I'd like to uh, welcome any visitors that we have and anybody who's watching live that we don't normally have. Welcome. I'm ringing. Is that me? Am I doing something? <laughs> um, our apostles are normally the ones who teach, but they're not here today. <laughs> they're with their family as well, so we just want to honor them and give them a break every once in a while. So, um, Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, so we're just going to go ahead and jump into it. Um, so for those of you that are watching live that haven't necessarily um, been tuned in every week, we've been talking about uh, what it ta- what it looks like to carry a load. Um, this actually came up from uh, Eat Local. If you guys don't know what that is, um, it was dropped on our apostles' hearts to have pastors from around the community come and uh, preach in our building and just uh, have the entire community come and have a time of fellowship and hear from other pastors in the region. Uh, but at the last one, it was actually the first one, it was a soft launch, um, and we had Pastor Bobby from Breath of Life Church come And he just mentioned uh, that carrying a load uh, is often like carrying a couch. And he had the description, I don't even know if we have the couches in here anymore, but um, we had couches in the background, and he actually had our apostle come and sit on the couch, and we all lifted it up, and uh, he just had more and more people come and carry the load. Um, And basically, he was just demonstrating that the more people you have carrying the load, the easier and easier it gets. And so even with the apostle on the couch, we had... I want to say like five or six people around the couch and we were holding her up like about here with two fingers because everybody was carrying a load and it wasn't somebody trying to lift up one couch underneath it all by themselves and like okay I got this <laughs> there's a lot of other people uh, carrying it with them um, so basically that's what I'm going to be expanding on today uh, the next seat local is going to be on January 20th for those of you guys who don't know uh, we're going to be having Pastor Brewer, I believe, coming, uh, and he's going to be bringing a word. Um, So with this, I've just been diving into uh, what it looks like for me to carry the load personally, and what he's been showing me is that I have been carrying a load, and I've been carrying this couch, and I feel like I've been carrying it by myself. And so I've been underneath the couch and, like, trying to carry it, and, I mean, if anybody's ever tried to carry a couch by themselves, it's very awkward. You can't, like... (laughs) <laughs> it's just weird. So he's just been showing me that I have been trying to do this by myself. And uh, the load I've been carrying, what I've thought was everybody else's. Of I'm, I'm stepping up. I'm carrying everybody else's load. I'm doing all this awesome stuff. I'm here. I'm there. I'm up till midnight doing whatever because I'm doing everybody else's junk. And then he, like, slapped me in the face and was like, you're carrying your own couch. Like, yeah, you think you're carrying about everybody else's load, but you're really just carrying your own. And so um, through that, he's shown me that I've been feeling disconnected. I've been feeling conspiracy, disunity, pride, been self-righteous, like all this junk. Because in carrying my own stuff, um, I've felt like, well, okay, so for example, the I'm feeling disconnected. So... For myself personally, I've just been 
in my own world and feeling like, oh, well, I can't go talk to somebody because they're carrying their own couch. And so then I'm going to carry mine by myself. So then I'm disconnecting myself and not even giving them a chance to carry the couch with me. So I'm just keeping it all by myself, just making the load even heavier. Um, so in that, then I'm operating in pride because I don't need anybody else's help. I'm self-righteous uh, and just like the whole list of things. So I just, what I want to show you is <laughs> what if Mary acted the way I have been? And so um, the first verse I want to get into is actually Luke, if you guys want to flip there with me. Let's see if I can get to Luke. Okay, Luke 1, 38. So this is obviously the story of Jesus and his birth. Uh, Luke 1, 38 says, And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. So just right off the bat, um, she, the, the angel Gabriel comes to her and tells her, okay, we're going to be, you're going to be carrying this load. You're going to be carrying Jesus. You're going to be carrying this thing that goes way beyond yourself. And she, she says, I am your servant. Do what you need to. It wasn't like, yeah, well, my family's kind of poor and I've been dealing with my own junk and... You know, Joseph's over here, and I don't really know if I like him yet. So I, I'm just going to, can you find someone else? No, it's like, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be according to your word. And she's just like, total humility, total submission, just, okay. Like, it's just really, really, really simple for her. Um so then if we flip to Luke 1, 46 through 47. Oh, I was already on it. Um, so 46 through 47. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. So not only is she totally, like, submissive and honoring, but she also... <laughs> is aware that she needs a savior. So she doesn't all of a sudden just be like, oh, well, yeah, I'm Mary, and you just came to me, and you're like, we need you to carry Jesus. And she's like, yeah, that's right. I know, because I'm Mary. <laughs> she's like, my savior. She's aware that she still needs a savior in and of herself, that she still is going to be like, Yes, I'm carrying this awesome thing, but it's still her Savior. She still is aware that she needs a Savior herself. Um, it's probably going to go really, really quick, you guys. Um, in all that, she is aware of God's character. So if you take it back to whenever this was, these times of biblical awesomeness, um, during this time when... If a woman were to become pregnant before she was married, they would probably be stoned, her and the guy who got her pregnant before marriage. Um, so you have to be aware that whenever she's signing up for this, she's also signing up for possibly being stoned to death. Um, Joseph, obviously we know where Joseph was, but she also has to be like, Joseph, I'm pregnant. Like, if I walked up to Jason being like, I'm pregnant, it just kind of happened. He'd be like... Uh-huh. Like, that'd be a real difficult conversation. <laughs> um, 
then also, um, obviously people back then still knew how to count. So whenever the baby was born, it wasn't like, I don't know, I'm just guessing, but say they were married like six months. I mean, obviously people still count and they knew the baby took nine months to get there. So they're going to be like, "Mm, that doesn't add up. So we need to know that then the rumors are going to be going. So then the whole time she's realizing I could be stoned. Joseph would probably leave me. I'd be a disgrace. Um, I'm probably going to live under rumors and then have a false reputation put on me for the rest of my life because people fully may never know who I am or understand what I'm going through or really truly even accept Jesus. So if they don't even accept Jesus, they're sure not going to believe my story. So all this stuff is going on, but she knows God's character. She knows who God is. She knows what God's bringing. And in that, she's like, it's worth it. I can do this. Uh, if you flip to First Peter, it's towards the back of the book for people who don't know. I just figured that out the other day. Um, First Peter three seventeen through eighteen uh, says, "For it is better to suffer for good doing, if that should be God's will, and for good evil." And okay, hold on. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, and for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. So even though it's going to be super difficult for her, she knows that operating in God's will and being uncomfortable is better than being comfortable and doing whatever the heck she wants. Um, so I'm just... That's it already. But I just want... Oh, hi, Dad. <laughs> it's just... Um, I just want you guys to realize that I am obviously dealing with this, but I just want people to realize that um, we need to be... I don't want to say acting like Mary, because obviously you're not supposed to be like Mary. You're supposed to be like Jesus. But she was a really good representation of Jesus and, like, the most awesomest person they could find to carry Jesus. So um, I'm just trying to use her as an example to show you what it will look like practically. Um, And I'm pretty much done. But as a side note, (laughs) uh, I was just thinking about this earlier when... um, Missy, my bad, Missy was talking about Christmas and presents and being freaked out about paying for stuff. And it just made me remember, like, God got three wise men to go and do, like, whatever. So first of all, you got to imagine, like, he's got three wise men. They probably were out with their sheep or their herd of moosin or whatever. And they're, uh, they got to, like, get their whole herd, and God's like, go follow the star, and just follow it till I say, and so they're, they gotta like, get their whole herd, and be like, for like, hundreds of miles, following a star, okay, so then, he's like, I'm just trying to imagine how they would do this, so then, if they went into a city, and they're like, looking for baby Jesus, and, um, I, I, and it's not like they had cell phones, or like, I don't even know if they had mail back then somehow, but, like, I don't think people really knew 
where exactly in the city Jesus was. So I'm trying to imagine in myself, if I were in Flagstaff, after following a star with a bunch of sheep, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to find Jesus. And so I'm like walking through town with all my sheep, and I'm like asking people, like, you guys know where Jesus is? And I don't think Mary was like walking around like this, like, we're over here, it's Jesus. So I'm just, I'm just imagining how difficult this probably was for them. Jay, uh, Kate's crying. Um, so then it's just like, so then they're probably, in my mind, they're knocking on doors, looking for Jesus until they finally find him. And all those people are probably like, it's midnight, why are you knocking on my door? Um, so they finally find him. Then God has them deliver gifts. I'm going to flip there real quick. It's in Matthew. It's in the New Testament, people. Matthew 2 something. 2, like halfway through 11, uh, it talks about... Well, Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Like myrrh. Um, So not only did he get three wise men to follow a star with all their sheep, to go find them through a town, to also deliver gifts of, like, really awesome, legit stuff. It wasn't like, here's a baby blanket. I made it myself. Like, it was gold, frankincense, myrrh, like, legit stuff, okay? And then, um, <laughs> so Herod, the King Herod during that time, had had uh, the three wise men come to him and said, when you find them, come tell me because I want to come honor him. Uh-huh. Um, so after that, then he even told the three wise men, don't go back, go home in a dream. So... <laughs> Breaking it down again, he had three wise men with all their sheep, following a star, going through town, find Jesus with all their gifts, and then go home without killing him. Don't tell me that he's not going to somehow provide for you. If he's got three wise men carrying hundreds of sheep, hundreds of miles, don't tell me that because you blessed your kids with gifts that all of a sudden you're not going to have enough. Because somebody could show up at your door with a bunch of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and it's just going to be freaking awesome. So I know that a lot of people are probably stressed about money and worried about uh, making rent or the mortgage next month because you probably overblessed your children. Um, but I just want you to realize that if you can get all those things done and get people to follow a freaking star, he'll figure it out. Um, so I'm going to pass it on to Jacob over here. He's going to throw some stuff in there. I don't even know if you're allowed to say freaking in church, but that's three times. Two on you, one on me, but you made me say it, so. Um... So everyone pretty much knows me, right? We don't, we don't really have any visitors per se, correct? Well, it's been a while. Facebook, live. So I guess the world 
or however many people are friends with us. Just kind of collecting my thoughts. So, uh, it is kind of a heavy, well, for me anyways, it is kind of a heavy time or season in my life right now. Uh, I mean, work's going awesome. Uh, my family's awesome. My kids are awesome sometimes. Um, uh, but where I feel like it's not awesome. So um, I just, let me just, hold on. Let me just, Holy Spirit, I just ask that you just connect the dots for us this morning. That the words that are coming out of my mouth uh, and the words that had come out of Amber's, uh, you connect those dots for us. Uh, you speak to those specific, whoever's hearts or wherever they're at, Father, that those words that are coming out, um, they attach themselves, they speak to our hearts, speak to wherever we're at in this moment, Father God. Um, uh, I just speak against uh, pressure to have to um, make sense or perform or ensure that you got an an, an awesome, awesome word going forward. And I just ask that you just continue to just soften our hearts. And uh, specifically me, Father, just clear my mind of any um, uh, overwhelming thoughts of whatever the case may be, Father God. And, uh, just allow me to hear you. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. So I just want to share kind of where I'm at. So uh, for a while, eh, for the past couple of, well, who, who knows how long, but I've recognized it at least within the past couple of weeks of my, um, uh, uh, and it's been getting more and more uh, overwhelming uh, within my mind that uh, um we uh, we talk now this is this is what's happening in me, not saying that this is truth, but this is what's this is my reality as it pertains to me we we uh, I'm getting this overwhelming uh every time that I step in all right, hold on, praise you Jesus. Oh, there it is. Okay, thanks. That's what it was. I just needed that background music. So. Okay. 
So has anyone been dealing with like uh, thoughts of like judging or being judgmental? Wait, so we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. Um, I want to rub elbows with the ones that aren't <laughs> there so they can rub off onto me. It has been overwhelming uh, where I've been the past couple of weeks of like overwhelming thoughts of judgment, like judging, like I am constantly judging people. Uh, Just it gets, it gets so bad that even the person that you would least expect that would is like on point a hundred percent of the time, super happy, connected, loves Jesus, all that stuff. And I can like, I just, I can't see past that. And I'm just, straight just judging them and it's overwhelming these past two weeks I say two weeks but it's probably been building up for quite a while uh just uh overwhelming to where I don't even want to I don't want to come to church and the crazy thing is that when I'm at work no I'm not judging anyone I mean okay well not nearly as much as I am when it comes to church, when it comes to the body. I could be uh, working next to the, the person who does the least amount of work, like low man on the totem pole, and I'm not judging them. No big deal. I just keep doing what I'm doing. In fact, I... Uh, I'm friendly, I'm loving, I'm, you know, but when it comes to the body, when it comes to this particular body, it's overwhelming, overwhelming. I struggle with today having to talk about or just, uh, I feel like uh, just wanted to share the struggle though is, is like I'm judging every single one of you guys. And now I'm sharing the fact that I'm judging you, right? So now I have to deal with the off chance that the next time that you see me, like, all right, there's that judger, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, though. Um, uh, So I've been really trying to figure out what is going, what's going on. I'm trying to figure out what's going on in my head, right? So, um, uh, but it's so overwhelming right now that um, I, I start to withdraw. So, no voxes. I don't respond to voxes. I, uh, when it comes to the body, I'm disconnected. And I'm trying to... Uh, um, get some distance between myself and the body. Um, uh, not necessarily because I don't like the body, not necessarily because of, the, of what I'm judging the body and who they may or may not be, but because I don't like the fact that uh, that's all that I see. Like it's, it's, it's all that I'm seeing is judgment. And I know that that's not me. I know that that's not who I am. 
I know that that is, it's separate from me, but so I don't like it and it's all consuming me. And so it's like, if I don't, if I, if I don't connect, if I don't listen to Voxes, if I don't text, if I uh, don't participate at Blueprint, or if I don't, whatever, right? Then those thoughts aren't, they're not there. Like it's, it's, it's really nice not having to have that noise, that constant noise there. The problem is, is now I'm, I'm extremely isolated, like I've isolated myself, not talking to people, not staying connected, not, you know, not engaging, not knowing where other people are at. And so it's not working out for me. It's not, it's not, it's not doing any good for me. That's where I'm at. Like extremely judgmental and, uh, Isolated. All because of, just because of me, not because of anyone else. One thing that I'm, I would have to say that I'm really, really good at is uh, being intentional and being in relationship, having relationship with people. Uh, I would have to say that I'm, that's definitely a gift that God has instilled in me and I've become really proficient at it. Uh, but this, this judging or whatever, whatever's going on is not allowing me to operate in who I know to be. The natural things that um, that I can do. Uh, now I'm not totally lost, so I'm able to be extreme, ex- be in this extremely this extreme state of judging and judgment, right? But at the same time, being able to have enough in me to begin to know just what to do about it, how to change. Or at least baby steps, right? I have like this small little pathway of, okay, I just need to go in this direction, and it'll start the the process of me getting out of this, not isolating, not being overwhelmed by judgment, and uh, that would be just relationship. So I begin, I begin to speak, or I begin to share just where I'm at. Just like I'm doing now. I'm judging. Overwhelming judging. Judging eyes right here. (laughs) And I realize that the moment that I begin to share specifically in the body, and I'm not talking about outside of the body, but like specific with people, relationships that I have in the body, and I begin to share where I'm at. And I realize that as I begin to share where I'm at, it starts to get less and less, right? So I could handle listening to voxes or reading voxes a little bit, right? So it's lessened, it still creeps in a little bit, then it, then it lessens some more. 
So I know that me being intentional and talking to the body and reaching out and saying, hey, this is where I'm at, only com- it, it just combats what's going on inside my head, right? So it's going to lessen that even more. So as I'm doing that, I'm getting more revelation as to what, what, God, what God's doing or what he's trying to get at. I'm not fully there. I'm getting better. I'm getting a better understanding. But as I started to talk with Jason, we had Jason and Amber over to just kind of discuss, which if you guys want to be under a lot of pressure, right, do a Sunday morning with uh, the apostles out of town and you have to bring something. That's a good pressure, but man, I tell you what, that's, that's a lot. So we have Amber and Jason over and we start to, okay, where are you at? Where are you at? And then let's just see, okay, what does Sunday look like and what are we going to talk about? And Amber starts talking about just carrying the load and um, carrying her own load, right? So the, the idea of is, is if we could all share with in carrying the load, uh, then it should be pretty easy to go through life because we're all carrying the load. And what we were discussing was the fact that I'm carrying my own, I'm worried about my own load, so I'm carrying my own load. So I'm not, I'm not carrying anyone else's load except for myself. So we, should, we begin to just have this more and more conversation of, well, what does that look like? Or how do we get, how do we not carry just so focused on carrying our own load? I don't know if I'm going to have like this awesome like answer (laughs) to where I'm at or to give you guys walk away with, hey, great, I know the formula to not do this anymore because I'm still working through it of what does that even look like to carry someone else's load right and carry your load or can I trust that people are going to help carry my load like me like what I got going on and if I stay in that judgmental state I can't ever let anyone touch or Care, help carry my own load and then I'm uh, definitely not carrying anyone else's load is this making sense or is it, is it or it's okay if it's not <laughs> we'll all go back onto Facebook live and listen to it over again and hopefully it makes sense How do we as a body function in relationship with each other, carrying each other's load, and, and moving forward with the direction that God's given us? How do we do that effectively and efficiently? What 
like I can't even think about like so I'm I'm judging others because they're not willing they're not carrying my load or they're not I I'm 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 viewing them as not carrying my load but I don't even know what my load is like I don't even know what that looks like like carrying my load what is that trying to think of where to go to next. So we were at uh, um, we were at Tyler and Missy's house uh, the other night just hanging out and uh, um, enjoying each other's company, being able to, again, me be intentional, knowing that I'm just, I'm in the state that I'm at, and so I begin to share what's going on. And throughout the course of the night, we're just talking, just having a good time. And um, uh, Missy's really keyed on, she she keys on the this uh, getting at the heart so we were talking about our kids and um, just, you know, how do they discipline, you know, or what does that look like? And uh, Missy just says, um, well, I just, I just, just get at their heart. What's the heart issue? Where are they at? What's, the, you know, I'll take them out on a date and we'll get at, at where their, where their heart's at. And, and. Tyler and I are just giving her a hard time about that. It's just kind of funny. That's totally not what I do with my kids. I yell, and I give them a good spank, and <laughs> tell them to go to their room. You know, definitely am not looking at what where their heart is at, or trying to figure out, hey, what's going on with you, right? And this wasn't the first time. So I had conversation with uh, Eric. Uh, we went to breakfast. Eric Garland and we had breakfast and we were talking about kids and stuff like that and you know the Garlands do an amazing job of uh, of knowing who their kids are like who their kids are like how God created them what are their 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 strengths what are their gifts and I really admire that because I don't I was like I don't know what my kids gifts are I don't know who they are and he begins to share. He goes, so I just, what, where's their heart at? And I have conversations with them. And I spend time with them, right? So it's similar to what Missy was. So I, I'm thinking, okay, God, what's, what's going on here? And it really is uh, getting at the heart of where, where people are at. So I'm like, all right, well, what does that look like for me? No huge revelation or anything like that. It's rather than uh, sitting back, isolating myself, and judging others, the body, my family, those who we're in the trenches with, those that we're warring against principalities, those that we are trying to win over the community and give them and show them God, the ones that we're shoulder to shoulder with, right? 
rather than just judging them and not carrying their load. Find out where their heart's at. So there's a difference between discernment and judgment, right? Discernment is uh, being able to uh, see right, see right and wrong, right? Uh, but th- and judgment is kind of the same. You're judging right or wrong. The difference, though, between judgment and discernment is that discernment takes it a little bit further. So if I'm discerning that something is off, right, wrong, whatever the case may be, just what discernment would, would do is then take it a little bit further than that. So, Zach, if, if, if this is to- totally not the case, but I'm just, for example, if I see something that, if I'm discerning that something's off, in Zach. Discernment in its truest form would then, the next step would, let's, let's get at where the heart is at. Let's go out on a date. Let's hang out. Let's find out. Let's get to, let's, let's get, dive into relationship and really find out. Judgment stops at, stops at, there's something wrong. And it just stays there. So, so I've just been judging and just staying at the judgment and not really discerning, hey, there might be something off. Let's find out what's going on and let me take it a step further. Let's go out on a date so I can find out where your heart is at and vice versa, right? So you know where my heart is at. So how, so essentially it's just that that would be, so I'm trying to figure out how does that equate to carrying the load, right? So if, if I don't, if I'm just just sitting there judging John that, you know, for whatever reason, not knowing that there's something really that's going on with him, right? So if I left it at that, I'm not carrying his load and I'm isolating myself. So then I'm, I'm separating myself so that no one is allowed to carry my load, but discerning and finding out, hey, there, let's get at the heart of it. Let's find out where you're at. And in that, let's go out on a date. Let's find out what's, what's going on. Because then what I thought was him doing something wrong, judging him, it's really there's something deeper in there. And so now I'm able to really carry his load because I'm wanting to know, where your heart is at, what's, what's going on, and how can I help out with that? All being extremely intentional that it's not just a one-sided thing, though, right? Because the problem is, is that the problem with what uh, Amphil was talking about earlier was we're all carrying our own load, so I have to be extremely intentional that in the time that we're spending so that I can find out where your heart is at, I'm actually letting you know where my heart is at so then that there's that reciprocation where he now is carrying my load and I am carrying his load. Does that make sense? So all this is going down within the past like two weeks of like going from extreme judgment, isolation, 
to then really connecting the dots with the father of like, so how do I get past this? And it's really about relationship. The one thing that I am really good at is the one thing that I'm not doing, which is then just kind of pulling me out, right? And so moving forward, I just need to continue to keep going down that path of uh, really, it's me saying, hey, here's where I'm at. I need you to help carry my load, right? And in the, in like, so that's kind of in the background as me trying to just say, hey, where's your heart at? What's going on with you? Then it's, we're carrying the same. I'm starting to repeat myself, but. Like I said, I haven't, I haven't like fully come to a complete heart change and a complete like, now I'm good to go. But. I do know that the path is starting to get clearer and clearer for me to walk it out and for us to really uh, be a family, for us to really stay connected, for us to really carry the load, for us to not be judging one another, for us to not uh, isolate ourselves because so-and-so didn't do it this way or there's something, there's something off in that person and not taking it a step further to find out where their heart is at. And we should all be, we should all be doing that with one another. Is really getting after, getting into relationship and finding out where our hearts at, going out on dates, find, you know, that real friendship, that relationship aspect of getting becoming a close knit family to where then it is, we're just carrying the couch with one finger. Not saying that it's super easy. Right? Because we still have our own stuff that we have to do. But I think that if we become intentional a little bit, a little bit, a little, a little bit, uh, then it hopefully would start to get a little bit easier and a little bit easier. And we become stronger, connected, and in relationship. Um, does, that, does that make sense? I'm trying to think of if I've covered it all. So if I ask you out on a date, <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> I really think that uh, we have an uh, awesome opportunity to come together as a collective to really change the city and do exactly what, what God has envisioned for Flagstaff. And I really think that that's, it's possible. Uh, We just need to be intentional with each other and in relationship, so...